Hello there. Welcome to another episode of The Middlemen. This is Doug Allen. Uh, our other guest, our other uh, host that's normally here, that you normally hear first, JD, is not with us tonight. He had some family commitments he had to attend to. So right now it's just me and Sharon, our, our uh, tremendous sound engineer and uh, the uh, best looking of the two of us here tonight. <laughs> Uh, some say, anyway. Uh, tonight, we have an in-studio guest again. We had one last time. If you remember, we talked to Jerry Monchek, uh, who shared some adoption stories with everyone. We had a very uh, successful uh, couple weeks with listeners. That would seem to be a, a topic that uh, most a lot of people liked, and we were quite popular. So we're hoping to continue that trend, and that puts a little pressure on our guest tonight to to uh keep up the numbers but uh, we'll see what happens tonight we're going to be uh, talking to a retired policeman uh, <laughs> uh our policeman will will remain anonymous will not uh, for protection's sake just because he's retired and he wouldn't want any wacko reaching out and trying to locate him here you know, so he will remain anonymous. We'll just call him uh, Officer Tom. Uh, and uh, Officer Tom has been a policeman or was a policeman for close to 30 years full time. Uh, he recently retired and he's enjoying his retirement life. And we'll talk to him about some of his uh, his past experiences and 30 years in the force what police uh, are viewed as today, and the current attitude towards police, which uh, I'm sure he has quite a few opinions on, and uh, maybe some humorous stories or things that's happened in those 30 years that uh, sort of brings to light the, uh, the humanness of police, uh, the things that they come across on a daily uh, basis that uh, we don't see as the, the, as the public but I'm sure only he can uh, relate to us. So without further ado, I'll, um, I'll introduce Officer Tom here. And Tom, say hi. Hello, everybody. There he is. Uh, yes, he's, our, he's a friend of mine. I will say that much. We'll just say we, I've, I've known Tom for uh, probably 15 or plus years. And uh, we have uh, a lot of stories of our own that we could share sometime. But uh, so... We we yeah. do have just so the people know we do have him pushed off in a corner in a dark room right with right. just the silhouette of him right just so you don't just see his sure. face <laughs> yeah even though we're a, we're a recorded podcast with no video cameras in the room just to ensure his an- anonymity he is blackened out and his voice has been changed as well so that. Deep baritone voice you hear when he speaks is nothing he's, like what he sounds like. He's actually a female. Yeah, he's actually a, a 13-year-old girl. So anyway, Steve, what made you get in? Uh-oh. Tom. Tom. Not the other word that I said. Tom. Yes. Tom here. There's Tom. What... What uh, what got you into being a police? What made you want to join the police? Honestly, it was just a job that uh, I was attracted to. Um, growing up where I grew up and seeing all the, the police cars driving through and 
the fire trucks and stuff like that. It was either a policeman or a fireman, and that's what drew me to it. You did you grow up in the city? Yes. Uh, you don't have to say what city, obviously, <laughs> yes. but like yeah, it was in a, a city. bigger yes. city, not yes. like Hickory. <laughs> no, it was, it was it was a city. Okay. Uh, is there anybody in your family that was uh, on the force, or no, 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 nothing at all, huh? Just okay. just, just wanted just me. to be in uniform, right? <laughs> is it true what they say? Women love a man in uniform. I can't. My wife does. My wife did. <laughs> well, that's all that matters. Still, now that you're retired and well, I still put it on every once in a while. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, we'll leave that go. Right now, I'm sure she'll uh, she'll not appreciate that. Uh, wow. Okay, so you've uh, pretty much always wanted to be a policeman. Um, what what training do you have? Like, where, where did you um, did you Go through any formal schooling to be a policeman? Yes, you, you have to go to the police academy. And in Pennsylvania, you have municipal police academies, which are normally put on by colleges. Uh, oh, okay. IUP, California University. There's several throughout the state, and you have to meet a minimum hourly training mm-hmm. to get your minimum certification to, to be a policeman. Now, what sort of things do you have? To, like, I, I assume that you have to have training with the weapon. Yes, your service weapon. Uh, is there uh, combat like? Uh, yeah, you have you have uh, defensive tactics training, uh, driving, uh, oh, driving okay. training. Oh, really? With the well, yeah, yeah, if you're yeah. in a high yeah. speed chase, um, a lot of you books. don't need to use your turn signal. That's yeah. what they learn. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Can you go through stoplights? <laughs> with your with your red and blues on, you, you can. But like, let's say you're just driving. Through on a Saturday afternoon, you're you're out of uniform, you're off duty. <laughs> you know everybody, you know you know your other fellow officers. You could go through a red light and like get out of it, right? I, I pretty much try to obey the law. Okay, <laughs> like, all right. I, I, I'm good a, answer. I'm a Very uh, good answer, Tom. I, I try to lo- abide by the law all the time. <laughs> We're trying to, uh, yeah. I, I don't want to. He, he know, also violate. had training on interviewing and. How not to get sucked into a question that oh okay could yeah. possibly you probably have a PR <laughs> how to handle the newspapers and the PR and all that you learn probably uh, over, yeah through the years yeah you learn how you to know, what to say what you can say yeah what not to, to say yeah what not to tell Doug right okay, okay. well we're, I'm gonna keep pulling strings <laughs> here tonight and uh and hopefully get some good information I have one question and I'm gonna hold off. Because I want to work up to it because I don't want to like shut this thing down right away. Because I'm going to ask a tough question coming up. And uh, this, you know, hang in there, listeners, and uh, you might learn something pretty darn cool about uh, policemen. But we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, um, I know you and I offline had talked about this a little bit, Tom. Um, what, what do you remember as your first interaction? With like, I don't know what to say, just a bad guy. but A criminal. A criminal. Like, when did you have to deal with your first memorable? Because I'm sure, like I mean. more than a traffic stop. Right, I mean, going, like something Going back over 30, almost 30 years, I'm sure it's hard to remember. I couldn't tell you like the first, you know, anything about the first year I was ever employed. But what do you remember or what sticks out as your like first thing that really like said, wow, I'm a cop. The, the first thing, it was a long time ago, but 
whenever you're brand new, they stick you with a training officer. And you really still don't know what you're doing, even though you had the school and stuff. But normally, grabbing somebody to arrest them, you don't you don't initiate the arrest. The other your training officer would initiate the arrest. And I remember the first time we had to grab somebody for me, and it was uh, it was a little scary because I've never done it before. Right. So it was a little it was a little scary. Nothing like did they resist the job training? Right. right? Exactly. Yeah. Did they resist a little bit? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. You like. Tighten the, tighten the oh, nose well, a little. Just, just, I remember putting them on the ground and just wow. handcuffing them. I mean, it was... It was. Did you put anybody on the ground, Sharon? Um, not and handcuffed. Okay. But no. It's, you're young. <laughs> you're young. It could have still happened. No, I'm not even going to... Never mind. All right. My mother so, listens, so... Okay, so have you been ever... I don't know, like threatened, like has anyone pulled a gun on you? Not not that I can remember pulling a gun. I've had a knife pulled on me before. Oh, wow. Um, but not a gun. But uh, like I've been, I've been in homicide scenes where a gun, I, I mean, there's bodies on the ground and yeah, yeah. I, a gun was there and still there and right. it's a little, it's frightening. Yeah. Intense, I'm sure. It is. Yeah, I'm not like. When did you see? Uh, how long on the force were you before you saw your first, you know, dead body? Uh, d- dead body was right away. Right away. Really? Yeah. Homicide was probably maybe a year, a year into the job. Wow. And we're not talking like a huge metropolis. I mean, I know where Steve worked. Um, it's not like Chicago, L.A., someplace like that where it happens every day. So course it may happen every day and i just don't know it but uh yeah i'm sure it happens more now than it did 30 years ago it happens more frequently than you think is it do you find it's mostly uh what's the root cause would you say is it mostly drugs or is it it's 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 a little bit of everything i mean yeah drugs uh uh, family domestic domestics um it's there's there's no one cause Wow. Yeah. Somebody be- making a poor choice is the one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's got to be tough. And this is just me thinking out loud that, that every situation could be, you know, the last one. I mean, you could, it, it, you well. could tap on someone's door and, and get blown away right then. So it's very possible. It's got to be a stressful. It's got to be huge stress I'm, levels. I'm glad it's over. Yeah. I'll put it to you that way. I can tell. Yeah, that's uh, that's amazing. I I don't fear for my life too much more when I go to work. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that uh, that would be um, that would be incredible feeling. And uh, how does your? Uh, I, I know you have a family. You have a, a loving wife and kids. And uh, how did they feel like see, seeing you leave for work every day? Was it uh, something that uh, the kids were shielded from as they were when they were young? Or I know the wife. I know your wife, and uh, I know she probably worried every single time you walked out the door. I, I think she got used to it after a while. It was, and it's just a job. It honestly is just a job. After a while, yeah. Um, yeah, she got used to it though. But I, I don't. I think if she heard the sirens all the time, she would want to mm-hmm. know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's just a job. Now, towards your uh, end of your career, um, you had more of a responsibility. Your job, you would 
progressed up the ranks of the uh, of the department, and you had a, a desk job at the end, didn't you? I, I did. Was that a relief to to? It, it was actually more stressful. Is that right? Yes, because now you're. I was dealing with everything in the department, and the things that people would complain about came to me, and oh. it was just you handled pretty much different type of yes. a different type yeah. of stress yes. and and different yeah. levels. Of- you couldn't just throw one of them down on the ground and no. <laughs> rough them up a little. Yeah, well, I guess that's probably best. So, Steve, um, did you you do any traffic? Like, oh, I did it again, didn't I? Yeah, sorry. Tom! <laughs> I'll get a question. Just, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> we can cut that all out. Okay, well, in post-editing, we'll uh, insert the right... So let's turn it another <laughs> another direction. Let's, I mean, understandably, it's a very um, dangerous and stressful job, but I'm sure there are times that, you know, you can think back and think, what the heck just happened? That was so funny, like comical. Nothing that anyone necessarily got hurt or... I don't know. Can you share any of those? There's there's a lot of situations that are comical. But what I found through the years is a lot of the situations are comical to police only and <laughs> a lot of people wouldn't get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but one one is, one situation that, that was comical was there was a, a, an officer was going somewhere lights and sirens mm-hmm. and Everybody was stopped, like the other officers were stopped. Um, I, I can't remember what the call was, but they were stopped. And this guy, the officer, the other officer came flying up the street with his lights and sirens on and blew past everybody that was stopped. <laughs> at the scene. At the scene. <laughs> and the road curved, and he didn't make the curve, and it looked like wow. the Dukes of Hazard with the car. It's oh. like a scene out of Police it, Academy. Wow, yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> Tackleberry. And it was on a dash cam video, and... The car lands and he gets out and the officer comes walking up and is like, "I'm okay." But it was, <laughs> Jump up out of the car. Yeah, it was. It I'm was. Okay. It was funny, but it's. It yeah, was, that it would was, be. It was yeah, that would make me laugh. I think. Now, you hear about stories on the internet, uh, and I'll just say, like, there's a whole th- uh, theme of stories called this: uh, a man in Florida, which is symbolic of just how stupid criminals can be. Uh, a man in Florida was arrested while, you know, doing something odd with somebody odd, and it just goes on. If you if you Google a man in Florida, you'll see what I mean. There's just s- stories and stories of dumb criminals. What's the dumbest thing you've ever seen a criminal do? Like, just, you know, to get arrested what, and do something really stupid to, to get that way. <laughs> It's that's a hard one. I mean, pretty much a lot all of, of them. <laughs> all of, pretty much all of them were downright stupid. But the one that sticks out in my mind was we had a guy break into a library for no reason at all, and just needed to read a book. I, I it was I don't know, but I mean, we caught him in the library, and there's there wasn't much in a library to do no. except for be quiet. Yeah, I, I mean, if you maybe were, he just needed some peace and quiet, he just maybe or, had to go to the I library mean, to get it. Not a, I, I would assume, knowing this from grade school, but there's they only collect like a nickel if your book is late. <laughs> 
there's not for, much. Yeah, there can't be much cash in right. a library. Yeah. Right. Uh, even a copier page is like a quarter or something. I mean, you can, I can't imagine what they would get away with unless they were looking for some, you know, old book that's worth money. <laughs> I don't know. Most criminals. That, yeah, that would be, yeah. They're not that smart. They're just not thinking. Yeah, right. If you were smart, you wouldn't be a criminal, I guess. Right. Yeah. Well, I I tend to disagree with that. There are a lot of very bright criminals. That well, I, there are those too. I'm, I'm not... But they don't get caught if they're no. really smart, right? I don't know. <laughs> no, they do, but they have to be very smart. Look at uh, Ocean's Eleven. That's a so, <laughs> I know. It's, it's Hollywood. But oh. you're right. You're right. There's, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just... Yeah. Now, switching gears a little bit, what um, the current political state, and, and I don't know your politics, Steve, uh, Tom... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know your Start politics, but I would assume that, uh, that in the last couple years, several years, uh, the defund the police theme has come up. The, you know, a lot of the liberals feel that the police, uh, you know, are abusive and, and many times uh, just bad. And... Um, do you see that in uh, in a smaller setting? Like we hear Los Angeles, Chicago, like I mentioned, um, uh, Seattle, Portland, the West Coast cities. Uh, that is a major uh, campaign topic is to defund the police. Do you see that in uh, local uh, smaller governments as well? I don't see the defund the police. In, in the smaller government. But what I do see is the public. There, There's a big population that loves the police. There's a big population that hates the police. Mm. And the population that hates the police is very vocal. Mm. And they're they're louder than the, the, <clears throat> the population that likes they the police. The press. Right. They get the press. Yes. They get noticed. Yes. And I, I don't think the media does anything to uh, suppress that. I, I think they... Uh, latch on to that narrative and um, make it very public as well. Uh, yeah, and I think you might start seeing, and I, I've just seen a f- little clues to it here and there, that that might be changing. I think people are starting to see after, you know, crime rates have, have gone up significantly, that uh, people might be starting to think, eh, maybe the police aren't so bad. Maybe we do need them. Um, you see these smash and grab uh, on TV where the people break the uh, glass windows and take what they want. And these poor shop owners um, suffer. That uh, re- Most recently, the bodega owner in New York uh, that was... Um, He's in trouble for defending himself mm-hmm. against uh, a, a <clears throat> armed robber. Uh, those things are starting to get attention, and even the uh, fringe, I call them, like the fringe left that that are just left of middle, maybe they're starting to say, eh, maybe this is a bad idea. These DAs that, that um, reduce bail and let people out, uh, and, and not hold them for trial and dismiss the cases. 
that's uh, starting to catch up to him. It's a travesty. It is. It really is. It's uh, it's not what this country deserves or should expect, and um, it uh, it's it needs to get better. It it needs it, it's it's sad when you can't defend yourself from an armed robbery. Yeah, you're the, the we're in trouble. Yeah, yeah, we've come to the. End of civilization, really. I mean, civilization is. it's not a civilized uh, society when uh, when that when lawlessness runs. And unfortunately, I mean, you always there's I don't not just police. Every job there is, there's always somebody that's not. Um, I don't want to say not good at their job, but has ulterior motives in their job the, or whatever you want to call it. And unfortunately, that reflects on all the tens and tens of thousands of other, yeah. you know, ones that are good. Yeah. It, and like you say, Doug, that gets the press. That's what makes the yeah, news. Yeah, that's what so makes the news. unfortunately, yeah. it's not. It makes it hard on everybody. On the other police. It does. Yeah, that, that really are trying to protect. Oh, do you see, Steve, do you see uh, is in, in what you notice Oh, I keep saying Steve. Okay, need, let's just say you? let's just say his name is Steve. I won't use a last <laughs> name. Okay, his is name okay? man's name is Steve. All right, now I don't feel I'm guilty. You. Okay, <laughs> just hit the hit the button every time I. Anyway, um, what now? I forget what I was going to say. Thank you, Sharon. Uh, I just have to say, Doug told us, don't say his name. And Doug is the only one one who said it. Yeah, I know. Okay, I'm I'm a loser. Uh, I forget what I was going to say. I had a very brilliant point. Now it's gone. Anyway, okay, let's get down to where I was headed earlier. And you don't have to answer this, Steve. This is a a question that I've, I've wondered about police for Jeez, years, years I've wondered this. And I just don't know. I've never had an opportunity to ask an actual policeman if it's true. Steve, and okay, you don't have to answer, and I'll understand. And we can cut this whole part out later. Okay. But um, in your 20-some, 20-plus, almost 30 years of being a policeman, have you ever, let's say while on duty, have you ever had a donut? I cannot <laughs> answer that question. You're, I cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> wow. I think that, because, uh, you know, I mean, that is the joke. I mean, yeah, we all know. Everybody jokes about cops and, and donuts. It's, it's not fair. I'm sure it's not fair. But it is the cops have to eat too. Yeah, yes. no, and I don't. I like, they're allowed to I've have a coffee donuts. and donut. I've, 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 I've had, had donuts. I've had many a donuts. I've had donuts. <laughs> When I work, and I don't have any closely the stress on the job as Steve would, or, yeah, Steve. And um, I, I just wanted to know. I wanted to, I wanted to get it out there. Because I, I think that was the question on everybody's mind as they listen to this. Everybody wonders. It's like you um, wonder. I mean, I don't care if he's ever shot and killed a man. <laughs> I just want to know if he ate donuts I just want to know if day. they really, truly, and do, here's another, this is a follow-up. Do places like Dunkin' and, and places like, um, what are some of the other donut places? 
Dunkin' Donuts, and is that the Dunk only Donuts. one left? Used to be the Donut Connection. Yeah, that was oh, one. Yeah. Do they? Uh, is there a little written rule or unwritten rule between cops and donut? I mean, do you get a free donut when you go in? We pay. We left money every time. Really? Yeah. Even if they offer, even if they give you one and a cup of coffee, you put a little cash down. They yes, every every time. That's nice. That's that's good. Now I did notice once, and this is sort of related, I guess. I did when I was in a Starbucks once. I noticed a cop came through the drive up and took his drink and just kept. Went right past the pay window. Didn't even stop. So it must be some sort of... Some, Maybe some, some places are Some just, do. Just if you go through the drive-thru, they'll say this is on us. Okay. But like Maybe you, the I didn't know if he was... Paid. Yeah. That's yes. true. You know, yeah. that's true. I just didn't know if there was some sort of conspiracy there that we needed to un, <laughs> uncover. Uh, unravel. No, no conspiracy. I always, okay. felt, I always felt bad. Really? Going, yeah, so we always left. Yeah. So $3 on the counter for a cup of coffee. You basically are confirming it then. I cannot confirm or, <laughs> or deny. Wow. Okay. All right, Doug. All right. Quit uh, grilling him. He's got I a know. flash. You guys can't see it. He has a flashlight in his eyes. <laughs> a rubber <laughs> hose. Phone book. They're beating me with the phone book. <laughs> so that's a, that brings up some more questions. <laughs> Has it ever gotten to a point, Steve, where you had to, like, really, to get the information you needed, use what we'll call enhanced interrogation? No. 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 Nothing like that. No. It's my, my job and my <laughs> liberty is not worth that. It's not. It's, it's <laughs> Good not worth, answer. It's not worth getting the, you know. I told you he was trained. Yeah, he's trained. It? He's trained. <laughs> I bet he's never been asked that question before. <laughs> I have a, f a little fun fact. Go ahead. And I really can't get into the whole thing. But when I got out of college, I thought about becoming a state police officer. And I went, did some testing. I can't even remember what the whole process was. But I got to the point where I had to sit in front of three people, and they drilled me with questions. And I thought I was doing great. And then they asked me a specific question that I miserably failed <laughs> just said the wrong thing it about inhaling and no <laughs> but anyway just what was the question no, no 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 well it was just a scenario like uh, there are four what would cars okay. and these are the people in the cars <laughs> you can only pull over two cars who are you pulling over? And of course I'm like, well those young punks, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I was yeah. yeah, stereotyping way back and that was never got your, a job. It's <laughs> the end of your career. But you did have uh, you did start out in criminal justice. And that's you? what my degree is, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Never used it. Yeah, I wouldn't say well, that. Well, kind of in mental health when yeah. I worked there. <laughs> kind yeah, of used same, same yeah, thing. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <clears throat> um, but no, I was wondering also, um, do you, uh, along the line, did you ever come to the point as society got worse or situations happened? Like, what did I do? Why did I do this? I would, should have done X, Y, Z, or oh, yeah. maybe I should think about changing my career now. I, I didn't think about changing, but. The first five years was it flew past and was fun. Mm -hmm. After that, it was a countdown until I could get Retirement. out. Yeah, really. Yeah, hmm. 
That's sad. I mean, not. I'm, I don't mean you're that you have a sad life or anything <laughs> no, no, like I, that. I, oh, it's just unfortunate, on, like that. You know, because some people just yeah. love their jobs and they, you know, and it's it's such a hard job and it's such a thankless job that sometimes it's it's like mental health. Like, you doesn't matter what you do. You're not. I don't know. But I'm, I'm it makes glad it I did stressful. it. I'm, I'm thrilled that I did it. Mm-hmm. I liked it, but I'm glad it's over. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's and what's nice is he's he put in his 30 years. He can retire. He's still a young man. Yeah. I mean, he's younger than me. Uh, he can go on. I, I don't think he wants to work anymore, but I think maybe his wife wants him to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think she does. Just find a little part-time yeah, job exactly. to get you out of the house yeah. a few days a yes. week. Uh Steve, what are some of your hobbies? What do you like to do? I, I go to the gym with my son, and this sounds really dorky, but I collect Lionel trains. Oh, cool! Yeah, like the old I, the I, old Lionel yeah. trains. That is great. Do you have a, a setup in your house? Do I you do. Have, I do, do really? a little a little setup. Yes. Nice. Learn how to fix them and all that kind of stuff. Hmm. Is that something you uh, has have interested in as a kid? Uh, I did, but I never had them as a kid. Uh-huh. Um, my wife's father, when we were dating, had him, and it took off from there. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, that's a nice hobby. It's very nostalgic. Like, it's... Now, do, the you old have, uh, do you have trains, like, uh, different sizes? I know they go in scales. It's it's pretty much all O-gauge. O-gauge? Trains, yeah. Okay. Huh. Oh, fun. What are your... Uh, where do you guys like to go on vacations as a family? We, we, we beach. We try to hit the go beach hit every the year. Beach. And ski trips and oh wow, whatever, whatever, whatever else we can fit in. When you're on vacation, do you ever go like to the local police station no. and just be like, "Hey, let me see what you guys do." No, or, like, no. Give them a hard time. No. Like, no. Try to swap t-shirts or anything. No, because I know if somebody <laughs> I know firemen do that sometimes, yeah. well, they'll take a shirt. And if somebody did that to me whenever I was working, I'd be like, "This guy is yeah nuts." <laughs> I so no, let me see yeah. your badge. I yeah, yeah. Some proof. No, I just leave him alone. And did you ever put a banana in someone's tailpipe? No. Okay. No, I have. Eddie, what? I'm uh, Mr. Vrobel from our uh, band director in high school. <laughs> And doing band camp, we stuck a banana in his. That was after he, the movie where yeah. Eddie, Eddie Murphy did that. that, one, that no, I was talking about that? that one year at band camp. Beverly Hills Cop. That's what it was. No, we did it. Uh, it was at band camp. <laughs> we stuck a banana in his tailpipe, and uh, he had a Dodge Dart just like me, mm-hmm. and uh, it was funny. He couldn't start his car. We right. didn't want. We didn't know if that Back would actually work. Police. I know. I was but doing that because of the. Was it I Beverly know. Hills Cop? Yeah, where I he think did it that. Was. Yeah, Axel Rose. Axel. Yes, yes, yes. All right, not Axel Rose. <laughs> Axel Rose. It was not Axel Rose. Axel. Axel. Whatever so. his name was. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Is it Steve? Is there anything you'd like to share? I mean, what as a, as someone who thirty years experience. What uh, what do you want to tell people out there that maybe are thinking about police as a career? Uh, there may be some young people out there, college age people that um, that uh, even my daughter has aspirations of um, working in a police department at some point. Uh, 
what would you give? What advice would you give? If you're interested in doing it, go for it. Um, it's it's a job. It's treated me well. It's it's a hard job, and you're gonna miss a lot of holidays, birthdays, family. You're gonna miss a lot, but it's it's worth it in the end. Fulfilling. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, yeah. let's uh, let's thank Steve. I I I thank him for. Oh. <laughs> We're thanking. We're not yeah. making fun of. Right. Okay. But uh, thanks, Steve, for all the years of service you've put into the communities around here. And um, I, I know everybody listening probably appreciates a, a significant person in their life that um, has served in law enforcement, public service, something to that effect, uh, firemen, policemen, ambulance, you know, anybody that uh, puts their lives on the line to save and protect and serve others has great respect for me and probably everybody that I know. Uh, thank you for yes, taking the time out of much. your a Sunday I'm evening. Glad you made it 30 years without yeah, any, that's, you know. That's got to be, that's, um, that's a quick ending question. Have you ever been injured on the job to a point where... I myself have just sustained minor injuries, but uh-huh. I've had friends that were they're no longer policemen because of injuries. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Well, thank the Lord that nothing ever happened to you that yeah. uh, took you out of the you know out of the duty. But thanks again. I appreciate your time on a Sunday afternoon, and uh, we will wrap this episode of the podcast, the Middlemen, and. Um, if Sharon can find the button, there we go. Thanks again for enter, uh, for listening to us. Thank you for and, listening uh, to the Middleman, yeah, Soul Kids at Play production. Executive producer, writer, and co-host Doug Allen. Writer, original music, and co-host JD Little. Sound engineer, writer, and co-host Jesse Merkel. Visionary, marketing and catering, Teddy the Wonder Lizard. Drop us a line at themiddleman.99 at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at themiddleman99 or Instagram at themiddleman.podcast. The Middlemen, available wherever you get your podcasts.